Hey guys, welcome to the Higher Points, and today it's Nick and I coming at you from the the studio, and we are just gonna go with the flow today. We didn't prepare much, and we um, it's gonna be probably longer than a to the point, but probably not quite as long as a full length. And who knows? Me and Nick could sit here and talk for four hours, but I would I would guess we probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's definitely not happening. You know, and, and to be fair. I mean, with you starting the construction company and everything like that, you know, it's one of those things where there's only so many hours in the day, so much you can like think about and do. And, you know, me between work and family and then, uh, live hard. Plus, uh, now I'm circulating the, the, for the signature for the campaign, plus doing work on the campaign. This is, uh, this is one of those things that kind of got backburnered and then we, Mm -hmm. we didn't really prepare well, but that doesn't mean that we aren't here, we aren't doing the work, and that we aren't going to do our best to try to make others better. And these are the things that we learn from as well. We're not perfect, but uh, we are always kind of trying to chase that personal excellence. Never will we be um, perfect, will we? Yeah. <laughs> no, certainly not. <laughs> I, I know I won't be. I mean, I could see you achieving that someday, but definitely no, not me. Ain't nobody perfect. <laughs> but uh, actually, that was kind of one of the things we wanted to talk about was that like personal excellence journey. And you know, we were just actually talking about one of the things that uh, you always hear, like from uh, like Andy, is you'll never like nobody's gonna believe you. Nobody's gonna got, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares what you have to say. Have to say. Nobody wants to hear your like advice until you've done it. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the personal excellence, and I don't know if it's really a problem, but it's not like there's some finish line that you just cross and suddenly you've attained personal excellence. It's like to me, it's always building fractionally. Um, and we've talked about that before where you were talking about the meal prep. Mm-hmm. So we, we build some on something. And then once we achieve that goal, then we move to the next move one, to the next. like in the little small things, mm-hmm. you know, like for me, my, my meal plan at first was like when I started 75 hard was like, I'm going to eat like clean meat, macro goals, etc. Yeah. Well, I couldn't afford to eat the macro goals because protein was so expensive. I mean, it was bad. And so I just went to eating clean. Well, then uh, live hard phase one was that same eating clean and also zero eating out. I mean, to the point like even if and I did that more for money saving than I did for like the health side of it. But it was an extra layer because I found myself to is not eat out near as much. So it's just those small little incremental things. And so we're not coming at you saying that we've got like the whole thing figured out. Let's face it. I'm only six or 36 and you're 26, 27. Okay. So we definitely don't have it figured out. But one thing I will give credit for is Nate is, you know, definitely well beyond his years when it comes to like his mentality and the way that he views things and things like that. So, you know, we learned a thing or two, and I know that I've certainly learned from people younger than me. I mean, hell, I learned things from my kids. Um, I learned how I can be better from my kids. So Gotta that's kind of always learning. Yeah, that's kind of where we come from. So uh, I guess what's your mind's eye of like personal excellence? Like, what do you what do you think of when you hear that? Um, just you know, I've, I say this all the time, but just being the change you want to you want to see in the world, you know, and that goes for I mean anything from your diet to the gym to growing businesses to helping people to being a servant leader leading from the front you know um but i also feel like there's a little bit of a dichotomy when it comes to this kind of stuff with anything from 75 hard to like perfecting a diet you know um we're human and 
Like, I feel like you have to give yourself a little bit of grace because you're not always going to be 100%. And that's something I struggle with. And then mentally, like, it gets me down when I do, like, oh, have a night where I go drink with my friends. Next day, I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) You know, like, that's not achieving personal excellence. But it's, I don't know, having that time to back off and not think about (laughs) work or the gym or more work helps out. Well, but I think a lot of people listening to the podcast or that hear that, that listen to and that live in today's society would tell you, well, but you, you deserve that. You Mm -hmm. earn that. Like you, you need to take time off once in a while and all that other kind of stuff. So why do you see the, the alcohol as like a negative thing? Like, let's face it. You could still go to the bar and hang out with friends and, and still be sociable, still have that, but not drink. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's just, um, and like, I have done that. Like yesterday we played Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> which was a nice, like getaway, but I told myself I wasn't going to drink and I didn't drink. I drink water the whole time. One thing, like my brain doesn't function well enough creatively <laughs> to be intoxicated playing that game. <laughs> um, but, um, I don't know, the alcohol to me, um, like the next few days after we, uh, after I drink, like I get into a slump. Um, negative return on investment, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but sometimes like I do go drink and I drink with people that are like pushing themselves, like entrepreneurially. Is that how you say that yeah. word? Yeah. Okay. Sounded weird. <laughs> but like, building relationships and networking through that. Um, so it's, I don't know, there's, I guess there's two different sides of Nate when he's, when he's drinking. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the important piece of the equation is like, <clears throat> I don't think what you're saying is that alcohol's the devil <laughs> and you're going to be going to hail if you drink alcohol. Like, but you know what you're getting, I think what you're getting at is, is like, you can still go socialize, have a beer or two, whatever, mm-hmm. and still like, not have it be a negative return because let's face it, alcohol does reduce inhibitions. Mm -hmm. So if you are talking business or if you are talking things, that's the best way to get people to like kind of start talking. But let's face it from an espionage standpoint, how many times have, has sex, drug and and alcohol, sex, drugs and alcohol been used to get like top secret, um, secrets from different, uh, diplomats because that's used to their advantage. Let their guard down. Um, and again, not that you're trying to take advantage of other business owners, but what I'm getting at is, it's not always a negative ROI. Mm-hmm. So now if you're drinking an entire 750 mil bottle of alcohol in one night, you know, you're probably going to get a negative ROI. Yeah. Like, are you going to feel good in the moment? Yes. But you're going to feel like trash for the next couple of days, be dehydrated, etc. So I think it's definitely like that dichotomy you were talking about. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's easy also for people to like you, when they say, Oh, you deserve that. Blah, blah, blah. Like no offense. But if you're listening to this podcast and that's how you gauge your life on what you deserve, uh, in that case, you should probably be living in a shoebox, like next to the roadside. I mean, all, and that's me too, because mm-hmm. I am at the end of the day, very broken, not perfect, and don't always make the best of decisions. I do my best to live my life admirably. We're humans. And follow the law. We're all sinners. But yeah. The same. Um, yeah, I was trying not to go, uh, religiously there, but I was trying to like, you know, allude to that a little bit, but Mm -hmm. 
you know, so based, you know, if, in a, and plus if every single time you, as Andy would say, if you let the bitch voice win, cause that's what he calls it's the bitch voice. Uh, one of the, one of the days specifically one of them, I had told myself that I deserved to sleep in because I got to bed late after working on campaign stuff and that I deserved to sleep in and I'd get my two workouts in later. I'd just get a couple of walks in later in the day because the gym was going to be closed by the time that I got around to doing stuff. That day was awful. I mean, awful. Everything was a grind from that moment on Mm -hmm. because I let the bitch voice win at the beginning of the day. So uh, you can turn it whatever you want, your inner monologue, whatever you want. Like for me, it's the bitch voice. And the moment that you silence the bitch voice and you say, nah, I'm going to go do that thing that I want to do. Everything else just clicks together. Everything else in the day clicks together easier. Like most of the time, that's going to be something that's somewhat challenging to you, you know, and you finish that and you're going to have a sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. And you're going to feel like, hey, that was that was a good day. Even and and I think it's also interesting because people look at the process or look at the outcome instead of the process. Mm -hmm. So when you get into your day, okay, I'm not talking live hard, like 75 hard, like if you're doing those great, but. Anything you do in your day, whether you, I mean, to be personally excellent. Now, if that's getting up 30 minutes earlier so that you get a 30 minute head start on your day, like maybe you can brush your teeth for a couple of seconds longer or whatever, or you can get a a longer shower in that feels better and wakes you up, uh, or something like that. Like just those, those small things of working the process. That's what we're talking about here. Um, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the guy, the guy's name. I think it's Michael Abershoff, maybe. Doesn't ring any bells for me. Uh, anyway, he's an author and it, he has the book about like, <laughs> like make your, basically make your bed. And he was a Navy admiral and I, th- admiral. And I think Michael Abershoff is not right. Michael Abershoff made Itcher Ship or he, he wrote Itcher Ship, if I think. But anyway, both Navy guys. But he was talking about how starting your day by making your bed. And that how like everything else will start to click together. It's basically that same thought process. You start with that little bit of uh, personal excellence, I guess. That attention to detail. Yeah. Well, and and I think it also it's also interesting to me because what I've noticed through that is when I go to do tasks that used to be, you know, mediocre and as far as taxing is concerned, is nothing now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just I just helped. Uh, I'm going to be very vague here so I don't step on toes. I helped a friend with a project and um, that friend's spouse was basically kind of watching me do the work. And I'm like, seriously? Like, let's go. <laughs> like, because it was, I don't know if it was just too taxing or if like that's just default mode for that person or whatever. And so I was like, come on, dude, like, let's get this stuff together. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And, <clears throat> and I think that's a little bit of that mental toughness of like, just getting in there, getting it done, getting the work done, and then moving on to whatever the next thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, so then with that comes confidence. And sometimes I think confidence can like butt up against arrogance, right? So some people will see that confidence as arrogance. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, they are two very distinctly different things the same way happiness and sadness are very distinctly different. Being confident in something and being arrogant about something are very different. You know, confi- Arrogance is dangerous. Yes. <clears throat> Arrogance is essentially like saying you can do something or trying to do something 
not being prepared and full well knowing that you haven't done the preparation or earned any of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the It'd be confidence like if is I known. wasn't like training at all for strongman. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I could deadlift 550. I'm good to go. You know, and I'm five weeks, like haven't lifted for five weeks. Like I, that's arrogance and I'm not going to be ready for that competition. I'm going to get my ass beat. <laughs> well, and think, take it to like the business world too of, I mean, that general contractor book that you went through, I mean, it has a lot of stuff in there that you don't know by heart. Mm-hmm. Now you could arrogantly go into a house or a business or whatever and just build anything you want all willy nilly, right? We could throw it together and <clears throat> make it look good from the outside. doesn't mean it's going to be structurally sound though. Or pass some sort of an inspection mm-hmm. or whatever. And then that arrogance would then potentially come back on you civilly against your company. Um, whereas if you've done building stairs 500 or a thousand times, you probably have the confidence in knowing what you're doing. So yeah. when you walk into a job site and you look and you tell that person, yeah, no problem. I got that. That is confidence because you know it. Yeah. So they're similar, but different. And I think they're also viewed by people who don't understand the, that mindset and have been through it, what the difference is. Because we've all been, our society has basically kind of trained us like, be nice. Don't step on people's toes. Like you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Which to be fair, should you be nice to people as a general rule? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that. But there are times that like, it's time to say no. Yeah. It's time to say no or stand up against someone or stand up for something you feel is right. I, I mean, I will say like when I was younger, I could not like when I was in high school and school, like I was terrified to ask questions because I didn't want to sound dumb, you know, and that was a confidence thing for me. Takes a lot. There's been a lot of mental, like building myself up mentally to get to where I can, well, like I, like having that interview with Cake News, you know, just on the spot, just going and chatting with me. And I had no idea what I was going to say. And you being the perfect person that they just like, hey, go out there and you could do it. uh. (laughs) (laughs) But you did it, right? I was still like nervous, but I was like, okay, I can do this. (laughs) Yeah. So I've like trained myself for a long time to get to that point, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Well, and and like we've said many times, it's that incremental building. And I think that also the repetition, repetition, repetition. And this helps with that. The podcast does. Yeah. It's, it's helped being able to talk to people. Although I don't, I'm not as open as I should be in some conversations, you know. Um, it's not necessarily open, but it just, like, my brain functions slower than others when it, like, I may not be as good at thinking on my feet of questions where you're, that's your profession is interviewing people, you know? Well, and outsmarting criminals on the fly when they're trying to lie to me to do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I've spent the better part of 20 years doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's no shortcut for that experience. Um, and I think that's the other part of that personal excellence is if you're sitting at home doing nothing other than consuming food, consuming media, consuming books, consuming, 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 and you're not actually going out and applying, you know, don't, don't plan on getting better at anything other than like eating. Like that's probably about the only thing you're going to get better at. No, don't expect to see your figure slim down. Don't expect to see your public speaking get better. Don't expect to see your joints feel better. Yeah. Don't expect to see your boss want to give you a raise because here's the deal at the end of the day. It's, it's interesting. The perspective change that I've had and Wyatt and I were having this conversation in the gym 
I don't have much tolerance for people's excuses and bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. Like people are like, ah, it's cold outside. And I look back on one of the photos I have in my phone where the temperature with the wind chill was n- literally negative 25 degrees. And I was out walking in it because I was doing 75 hard at the time. Yeah. So I don't have much tolerance for that. Like, no, it's not. It's really not like your, your brain, your bitch voice is winning. So <clears throat> the same thing can be said when your boss looks at you because most of the time and not always, and I know some people are going to be rolling their eyes when I say this, but most of the bosses, like when they make it to those, they make it to where they're at for a specific reason. Now that might be ass kissing. That might be because they have time on the job, but any good true leader is going to be there because they have worked at personal excellence. They've worked at being the servant leader. Like you said, they've worked at that and hopefully they're applying those things. So when there's somebody that has actually applied that and they look at somebody, it's not hard to look at someone and for, or, or watch their work for five or 10 minutes. And you know exactly what kind of person they are upstairs. Mm-hmm. I mean, not hard. And the same thing you're going to be doing in your construction job is you're going to see, you're going to notice On those cold fucking days. You bet your ass. I'm going to be out there with those guys. <laughs> but, but what I'm getting at is, is you're going to notice like, you know, you have Bob and Tim and, uh, which are not his real employees, by the way. And, and Bob is always showing up like 15, 20 minutes early. He's always like got his shit together and he's ready to go right on time. And then he gets to the, the site and he does a good job of work and he still takes his breaks, but he's right back at work and stuff. Well, then, then Bob shows up like one minute before work and he's getting his stuff together and you're always waiting on him. And then like his work, you're having to go back and kind of fix and, and all that other kind of stuff. Like you're going to see those things. You're going to see that. And so like, when you go to your boss and you're like, I want a promotion, I want a raise, I want, I want, I want, they're going to look at that and be like, no. <laughs> yeah, you got to make it to where they can't say no when you go ask for that raise. Yeah. Or you have a conversation <clears throat> and like, here's what I need to see out of you. You know, like I've had to go back and work on this and this and this after the fact or we've had these callbacks, you know, like have those that tough conversation so you know what needs to be done. Well, and, and the, the, the work truly starts with you upstairs mm-hmm. in your own brain because you can do the whole like, well, I'm not going to the gym until my wife can go or whatever. Like I can tell you no matter what you and your spouse's schedules aren't going to line up a hundred percent of the time. And, and, and even if they do, there's going to be times where they're gone or they're at training or they're at some function or whatever. So you have to make that decision upstairs for you. In, in that moment at that time and just get the work done. Mm-hmm. You can't rely on anybody else. And that's another thing about 75 hard and live hard is it's literally the personal accountability. Like it's not like Andy Frisilla calls me every day and says, Hey, Hey, did you get that? What about this? Did you do this? Did you do that? Oh, did you cheat on that? You know, <laughs> that's not happening. You and you gotta he, hold he, yourself accountable. He, that, that's that you have to make all those decisions for yourself. And that's what I was talking about and what we were talking about in the culture change. Is that personal excellence is the culture change that we need. Stop consuming a bunch of food, um, unless it's quality. Stop consuming a bunch of Netflix and YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all that other kind of stuff. Go out and apply and put stuff back into your community. Mm-hmm. You know, go to your local businesses, go to your local farmers. And I say those things because I do it. Nothing like I do my level headed more. Yeah. Than shopping local. <laughs> I, I do my level-headed best to find something local first. And if I just can't find it, then okay, I'll go to Amazon. You know, something like as a society, like with 
with beef. Um, beef prices going up and egg prices going up and everything. The, the coolest thing I've seen through all this is like how the American people have adapted. You know, you can't fucking buy chicks anymore, like baby chickens, to raise them because everybody's buying them so they can grow their own eggs now. The same with cows. You know, like, um, the, like, privately owned butchers and that kind of stuff are backed up because people are trying to bring in local beef from their local farmers and get it processed now. That's a good fucking problem to have, man. I it, like it hearing is. That. I like hearing that. And which that opens up more opportunities for people, like, um, open a butcher shop or have 10 cows, you know, on your 40 acres or two cows on your 10 acres. And like you can make, grow your own beef and then you can sell some of your own beef. I mean, it just like further instills that like shopping local is the way to do it. And then like when people are shopping local and pursuing that, um, you don't have the big supply chain issues because you don't have to ship your beef from halfway across the United States or ship your eggs from halfway across the United States. And I don't know, to me, it just, I mean, it just makes sense. Maybe that's cause I'm maybe more libertarian. That's the more libertarian way to do it. Um, but I don't know. It just getting away from those big, big businesses that run everything. The only, the only way for us to make a difference is for us to do it ourselves. And it, it may be a little more difficult at first. You may not be able to scroll TikTok as much, but at the end of the day, you're going to feel a lot more accomplished. Well, and you're voting, you're voting with your dollar essentially mm -hmm. of, you know, cause here's the deal. You, you look at what like Top Gun and how it grossed in the movie theaters. That was pro America, pro freedom. Like, you know, just, it was just an all around good old fashioned, like American flick. Mm -hmm. Whereas all the woke agenda films are just tanking because everybody's done with that shit, man. And I think it's the same way with like shopping at these big stores and stuff. People have learned, oh crap, like they've seen it with their own eyes during Rona. Okay, this could go away in a heartbeat. Now what am I going to do yeah. to fix that? And that's something I, I struggle <clears throat> with a little bit is like I go to Dylan's to shop. You know, it's somewhat local, I guess. Not really anymore. I say it used to be. Um, but is it worth the convenience? You know, it may be a little cheaper. It probably isn't anymore. Um, but like Saturday before D&D, &D, I was going to get some snacks and some brats and stuff. And I ended up going to just Dylan's. Um, but what, what I should have done looking back now is like went to Smith's Market and then came up and went to Jackson's and got what I needed. You know, I would have paid a little more, would have taken a little more time, but um, that's a place where I need to be better about actually shopping local, you know? Yeah, well, and, and you actually sparked another thing in the personal excellence is when I, when I first started my eating clean journey, like I'll tell you, I cooked with beef fat that I rendered myself, mm -hmm. uh, bacon fat that was left over from making bacon, stuff like that. Um, legitimately I would, I would eat eggs, bacon, toast, etc. but I was in control of how that was prepared and how that was cooked. And, and, and if I could get like locally, like I would get eggs from local farmers, um, I would get bread that didn't have preservatives. Um, cause I don't think we have a bread machine anymore. And, uh, you know, just basically, and I would cook cubed potatoes, like fried potatoes. But granted, it wasn't in a bunch of, you know, 
margarine-based or vegetable-based oils and stuff like that, I would use a little bit, like a tablespoon of like beef fat mm-hmm. or of, of or of bacon fat. And I cook the whole meal in that. And the reason I bring all this up is just the eating clean portion, like I dropped almost 30 pounds. And I really didn't change my eating up that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as like, of course, I wasn't going to like Sonic and getting french fries every day and stuff like that. It was just, you know, drowned in, in oil and cooked and stuff like that. But I would still eat like peanut butter and jelly. But I'd just look at the peanut butter and make sure it didn't have a bunch of preservatives in it. Same thing with the jelly. Like I'd have my wife make jelly mm-hmm. and then not put a whole lot of sugar and stuff in it. Because that's keep everything all natural. Yeah, it's going to be sweet with the fruit and like as it ages it'll get a little sweeter and i mean it's that's one thing i really enjoy is some good homemade jelly <laughs> yeah well and and you also don't have like all the artificial food dyes and mm-hmm. and and i'm not trying to get into the science of like you know anti this anti that i'm just telling you the 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 all i did was change what i ate based on looking at the package and if i didn't recognize what was on the package i didn't eat it then i dropped almost 30 pounds as a result the only thing I can think there is, okay, preservatives and food adi- additives are not good for us. That's the only thing I can gather from the evidence that I have. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not they're yeah. natural at all. And so when we talk about the personal excellence and you think like it's like this really tough, like we're talking about this incremental growth. Just if you don't want to go to the gym and like maybe you're not ready for that or whatever, change up what you're eating. I'm not telling you eat a salad every day. Just change how you're cooking and what you're cooking. Yep. And you can still, like, I still had enchiladas. I still had fajitas. I still ate tacos. You know, things like that. But I was just really in control of that. And if I could make homemade tortillas, I would. Or if I could get access to them, I would, etc. So, um, I think that's just a... our kind of take on, on personal excellence and kind of how some of the steps to take to get there. And let's face it. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't have this whole personal excellence thing filled out, figured out. Excuse me. Neither do I. Probably. Well, never will. <clears throat> okay. You know, it's just constantly evolving and trying to get better. You know, you, like we said earlier, you hit that that one goal. It's like, okay, what am I going to do next? Um, and it's not uh, you know, like a fitness journey. You know, it's not a straight straight path. You got ups and downs and peaks and valleys, and it's just takes consistency and constant repetition. And you never know like how close you are to hitting that, that, that finish line for that specific little goal. Mm-hmm. Like say like your goal is every day this week, you're going to hit like 45 minute workout or something like that. Or I'm going to sell this much at my business or I'm going to lose this much weight. I think people get frustrated and it's one thing Ed Milet talks about in his book, the power of one more, like one phone, one more phone call, one more conversation, one more email, one more, one more, you know, like when I, when I walk the cemetery for my 45 minute workouts, for me, I walk all the way to the end of that driveway and that, and once my foot crosses the end of that driveway, then I'll turn around and come back. Like I don't stop short because that to me is emblematical of me stopping short of my goals. Like I'm not stopping until it's done. Yeah, that and was my one mind thing. is already made up. Like in football, doing conditioning, if you didn't like running back and forth, if you didn't touch that line on the other side, the whole team had to redo it. If one person in out of 150 didn't touch that white line on the other <laughs> side, stop short, we were doing that gasser again. So that's 200 extra yards. 
Well, and that also helps because the, the team will hold that person accountable because mm-hmm. <laughs> they are not going to be happy with that nope. person. Nope. And <laughs> which, you know, you look back, it's like, damn, this is stupid. Or like in that moment, it's like, damn, this is stupid. You look yeah. back, it's like, wow, that taught me a very valuable lesson. Yeah. Well, I think those are the, some of the things I battle with Eli now. Yeah. What's stupid? Why? You try to explain it and it just, just keep holding the standard. Yeah. So I wish there was a better coach there for him to play football, but <laughs> I still don't think he has the mental fortitude to do it, even if he wanted. Yeah, be I'm good. just being honest. Be good for him. Well, we're at it like thirty some minutes. You want to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody! Thanks for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, check us out at www.thehigherpoints.com. Check us out on Instagram at the Higher Points, on Facebook at the Higher Points Podcast. Don't forget, we're renting out the podcast studio. If you want to get started, want to record a couple episodes, or even just bounce ideas off of your off of us for equipment that you wanted to uh, to buy or to uh, use, uh, we appreciate any shares. Uh, Tyrone, still seeing you out there sharing the podcast, buddy. I really appreciate you. Keep that up, man. Thanks for getting the word out there. Uh, that really helps us. Just give us a rating, a review, and please just uh, just share it on your story. Um, tag us in it, and uh, just let us know that you're sharing it. That goes a long way. We appreciate your time, and thanks for being with us. We'll catch up with you next time. See you guys.